and welcome to the Around the Table podcast with pastors Matt Smith and Nick Decker. This podcast is all about the ministry and preaching of Lebanon Baptist Church in Greensboro, North Carolina. The goal is to help you grow in your faith and spiritual walk with the Lord every single day of your life. To learn more about Lebanon Baptist Church, visit lbcnow.org. And now your hosts, Matt Smith and Nick Decker. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Around the Table podcast. I am Matt Smith, lead pastor of Lebanon Baptist Church and one of the hosts of this podcast, and joined with our co-host, Nick Decker, our family ministries and outreach pastor here at Lebanon Baptist Church. And we are excited to be bringing a good episode to you today. Real good episode. Very good. Episode number 18. 18. 18. Milestones. Milestone right there. 18. What are we talking about today? Um, I thought we would just kind of make it up as we went along. It's usually how it is anyway. <laughs> we just make it up. Freestyle. Making it up. Making it up. Yeah, no. Uh, what do we got coming up, though, that could help uh, in this discussion? We have our Revitalized Conference coming up. Oh, yeah. Two things. Two, two things, things, actually. Up. One yeah. thing for our church. Yes. And then one thing for other pastors Correct. and deacons or elders or church leaders. Yep, yeah, about so- 80. Speaking of the Revitalized Conference, you can come back to the night of worship, but about 85, 90 people registered so far, close yeah. to 90 pastors and leaders registered for that. So that's a, a pretty good number. We're excited about that. That's on April 20th with Mark Clifton. Yep, Tuesday, April 20th, Revitalized Conference with Mark Clifton from the North American Mission Board. Also, special worship from Chosen Road that morning. We're excited about that. But that's going to be an all-day event for pastors um, deacons, elders, church leaders, and like you said, about 90 already signed up and registered to come. We're excited about that day and just being able to be a part of helping helping to um, facilitate. That's all we're doing. We're yep. just facilitating, uh, doing some of the legwork to facilitate getting help to other pastors and churches um, so that we can work together because yep. we're all trying to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ through the local church, which I yep. believe is the only hope. I believe is the only hope of the world is yeah. the church. Yeah. Some people say Jesus, to which I say, but Jesus has limited the proclamation of the gospel and his effort to the church. The church. Correct. So the church is actually the hope of the world. So we're we're excited about that on Tuesday, yeah. April twentieth, but then on April nineteenth, Monday night, uh I'm I'm Oh boy, it's hard to know which one I'm more excited about, but I'm I'm equally excited, if not maybe a little bit more, because that's for our church people. Maybe a little bit more excited about Monday night, six thirty, April nineteenth, um, night of worship. We're gonna have a lot of worship from Chosen Road. Uh, this is an incredible group that does a, a great job of helping lead worship, um, and even you know through some Southern gospel, bluegrass, and kind of a modern style. Though I, I keep saying they're making bluegrass great again. Yeah, they really are making bluegrass Southern gospel too. I mean, Southern gospel's always been great. Well, it's always been great. I love it. So it's had its ups and downs. It's ups and downs. <laughs> but they do they do a great job of mixing in bluegrass Southern gospel as well as even some contemporary worship. Songs as well. I know, yeah. Uh, you know, some great songs. So Yeah, like Mercy Came Running. Mercy I was listening came to that running. the other day. So I thought Phillips, that was, Craig, and Phillips Dean. Craig and Dean. Yeah. So kind of an old contemporary song yep. now, but they're kind of remaking it. Yep. That's really good. Um, some hymns they've redone that are good, too. That, yeah. 
done a great job. Uh, speaking of Mark Clifton, uh, leading the, the the time thereafter, he'll be preaching uh, to our congregation, offering an encouraging, yes. encouraging sermon. So we want to encourage all of you uh, to come out for that as well. It's not uh, not something that you want to skip. We promise you the worship will be great, but also Mark Clifton will be good too, uh, just to encourage and challenge our congregation uh, in the area of church revitalization, but also in the area of just uh, knowing your community, striving to reach your community with the gospel. Yeah, you don't want to miss it, as Nick said. I mean, really. So, uh, and spaces are filling up. We're limited in our capacity yeah. for that mm-hmm. uh, because we we've, we've only got so many we can hold in our worship center. Uh, even if uh, even if we were to go full capacity, we would still be limited uh, to who can who we can fit in. So, you better sign up before the spots run out. We yep. we want to start opening it up to the community once our people have had an opportunity to register and sign up. Once you, if you're part of Lebanon Baptist Church, have had a chance to sign up. So next week sometime we're going to open it up to the community to sign up too. So you better sign up this week if you're a part of Lebanon. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a part and so in some way. So you want to sign up. Where can they go to sign up? Yeah, so we'll put a link in the show notes here as well as in the YouTube uh, video if you're watching on YouTube so that you can just click on it. But you can actually just go to lbcnow.org. We're going to talk about that this week or next. We're going to show how we're doing new upcoming events. So you can actually go to lbcnow.org, scroll down the homepage and click on upcoming events and uh, register right there. So super easy uh, for you to find out how to register. Uh, Just go to LBC now and scroll down. Yep. Uh, And so uh, that kind of all this kind of brings us to what we're going to talk about today. You got a book in front of you. I have the same book here as a copy too. We started a discussion on church revitalization uh, a few weeks ago when we were down in Atlanta. We did a podcast episode on that. And we're going to kind of pick up and do a part two mm-hmm. uh, on church revitalization. What is that? And, and kind of focus on some of the uh, key factors of that. And we're going to use, we started with this, we're using right now some of Mark Clifton's book, Reclaiming Glory, to talk a little bit about uh, what church revitalization is. We, we need to continually remind ourselves of, uh, of what's at hand, what's at stake when we're doing the work of leading the church. And um, those that are part, you know, as we're doing a part of trying to build the church of Jesus Christ and work with Him to do that, what's involved in that? And so uh, we're going to focus today actually on six imperatives. Uh, He calls these six replanting imperatives, uh, but you uh, you could also call these six imperatives uh, for being a healthy church or yeah. becoming a growing church, or these are six, you must do these uh, if you're going to help a church that's not growing start growing again. Whether that's a church that's a 1,000 or 1,500 or whether that's a church of 50, if the church is plateaued or it's declining, these are like imperatives yep. for getting uh, that church to begin to grow and become healthy again. So why don't you just outline the six. We're only going to talk about two today, but go ahead and read off what the six are, and and then tell us what two we're going to focus on. Yeah, so six of them, pray without ceasing is number one, which we'll talk about uh, soon. Love the church's remaining members is number two. Exegete the community. Uh, In other words, learn who the community is. Number three, simplify your strategy. So don't be overcomplicated, but simplify your strategy and how you reach the community. Number four, Four, number five, focus on reaching young men. It's unique. Make disciples, number six, who make disciples. So make disciples who make disciples. That sounds like a verse of Scripture. Yeah, uh, close to the Great Commission, I think. Did Jesus say that? I think Jesus said that. He said, go into all the world and make converts. 
Yep, make converts. That's exactly right. what Matthew twenty eight says. Yeah, he said, "Go into all the world and make decisions." Make decisions. Yep. Go into all the world and get hands raised, yep. counted. Yeah, just just get the. That numbers. was it. That was it. No, I. That no, that's not what he oh, said. Okay. He said, thought, "Make disciples." That's a new translation. <laughs> new translation. That's the Matt Smith. Jesus translation, said, "MSB." Yeah, yeah. Matt Smith Bible. Uh, There's make, a lot of translations said, in that one that we got to stay away from. <laughs> He said, make disciples. Make disciples. Make disciples. And then he said, teach them to do that too. Do the so same thing. Make disciples who make yeah. disciples. And and we are, we're in a culture uh, many times in the church and yeah. uh, that, that simply just wants to make converts instead of making disciples who make disciples. Yeah, so, we, we settle. We're like, oh, yeah. we get all excited about people that trusted Jesus Christ, and we should. Yeah. But then we stop as if the job's done. Yeah. Like that, it almost, in a sense, just begins yep. at that point. J.D. Greer, who said uh, salvation is not the diving board, it's the swimming pool. thought that was good. The gospel is literally uh, the swimming pool you jump into, that you live your life in. It's not just the diving board that starts uh, your life. So Yeah, that'll preach. Yeah, that will preach. Probably sure. did. Probably did, yeah. and probably still is. So what two we so, got? So yeah, we're not focusing on that one, but we <laughs> no, could. Man, I mean, I literally. Know. You get me started. Yeah. <laughs> I know we could. We will, though. I think that's a good one to talk about, uh, especially for our church, is just uh, making disciples. We will, though. If all so, these are if these are imperatives, they're, yeah, these, all, yeah. they're all important to talk about, but that one uh, is Definitely. important. So yeah. the number, t- number uh, the, the two we're focusing on today is love the remaining members, church's remaining members, uh, within a replay or within a revitalization effort. That's number one. And then number two, we're going to focus on exegeting the community or explaining, understanding, learning who your community is. So why don't you uh, start us off with number one, loving the church's remaining members. What does that mean for uh, a church uh, replant, but also maybe uh, apply it to our church today today as well, Lebanon? Yeah, so uh, I'm so glad we're starting there too, because I think that is such an important task that gets overlooked. And and I even say task, but it's about people, you know, but that often gets overlooked in a revitalization, church revitalization effort or situation. You know, oftentimes you kind of want to, you you jump to like, okay, uh, here's a church that's not growing. So let's come in and start looking for new people. Okay. And you want to start thinking, well, the people that are there are not doing something right. So let's bring something new to the table and all that. But you forget that um, that you you've got to pastor, shepherd, love, lead the people that are there. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's a great place to start. In fact, um, you know, the, the this situation here at Lebanon Baptist Church, uh, for those that that have been here for several years, they ex- they they experienced several periods of time uh, where it felt like they were not loved, they were not cared for. It was all um, uh, almost like uh, your opinion and you who have been here for so long don't matter. Uh, this is what matters. Let's go out here and get new people and yeah. reach people with the gospel. And we would say, I mean, you and I both would say reaching new people with the gospel is absolutely essential to be in a healthy church. But so is uh, caring for, shepherding, and loving, actually loving the people who are currently a part of the body of Christ in the church here. And so there were periods here, I think, coming in. I knew that coming to this church that there had been some hurt from leadership. Leadership had hurt some that were in the church, a lot of the church. There had been two splits that had occurred you know, in this church in the previous couple years before you know, even me coming in January 2017. So I knew that it would be 
critically important to be able to love and care for the people that were here first. And yeah. so, um, and that's a continual effort that you have to keep doing. So that's an important place to start. And I felt, you know, I, after hearing some of the stories and some of the things that had happened, you know, I felt like uh, coming in, that was going to be the first most important thing that I needed to do here and need to continue to do, and that is to really love and care for the people that are here. And and, and it hasn't been hard to do. I mean, the, the people of Lebanon Baptist Church that were here when I got here, the people that we have now, um, they're not hard people to love and to care for. Yeah. And as a pastor and being in ministry where this is like a shepherd, you, know, you think about the shepherd analogy, um, if, you really, uh, if you really take the calling to pastoral ministry seriously, then it really isn't difficult to to understand the need to shepherd and yep. care for uh, the people that are here. And so um, that is so critical. There's some specifics, I think, that go into that, um, you know, and we can talk about some of that. Um, but I, I, I think that's vitally important. Yeah, it's very important to be able to love those remaining members. And that's what so frustrates me about many of uh, the modern-day church planning movement even today. I mean, I think it's great. We need more churches, uh, but many times they'll come in uh, to dying churches, and as opposed to loving the remaining members, they'll kick them out yep. or they'll push them out. And so uh, I never want to be a part of that, and I don't think that's the right way because, again, it's multi-generational. I think God's church should be multi-generational. And so, uh, anyway, I think that's a, that's a great point you made there. And there are, we would say, there are always some, some, some examples of people in churches that are not really following Christ uh, that are just causing problems. Problems that yeah. okay, you know, you got to be able to lovingly, graciously deal with that and still pursue the mission of Jesus Christ right. for this to be a church. But but again, you you still do it in a way that it's like I you know love I love this person and love doesn't just allow uh, everything to happen. You know, I mean, with my kids, I my I, my little girl Leah, she gets really mad when I tell her she cannot do something. But you know, love corrects too. Correct. And so that's a part of it. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. That's been a a problem, and a lot of church plants have just been church splits. You know, it's like, well, we don't we don't like some people at the church, so we just gonna start we, our own we're church. gonna start our own church. And that's just a split. Yeah. But we call it a plant, but you know, it's just a split. Yeah. Be, because we, we didn't really love the Correct. people that the were shepherds there. shepherds didn't yeah. love. Yeah, I agree. Number two, so uh number two is exegete your community. Number one, love the remaining church members. Uh, and maybe maybe even before we jump on to two, we talked okay. a little bit about practically, you know, what does that look like to love the remaining right. members? What does it look like? Yeah, good. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> before no, I, I mean, jump in then. No, I, you know, I mean, I was just thinking, uh, you know, about that, like practically, what does that mean? And I think it's not just the pastor's responsibility to do that, but the staff have to do that. You know, you've done a great job of that. I mean, I'm not uh, saying this just to uh, be patronizing here, but, you know, you, people uh, from day one of you coming on staff here, uh, even though your role and responsibility starting out was just kids' ministry, uh, you know, I was hearing from all the people in the church that you had contact with, just how much, you know, you knew them, uh, you knew their name, uh, they felt loved by you, they didn't feel like, oh, he's coming here and doing, just doing his thing with the kids. All the staff have to be a part of that. You know, yep. getting to know the people, learning their names, listening to them, 
helping them when they have a need. I mean, we, we see things like that matter so much. Yeah. Uh, going out and visiting people, like I know, uh, calling people, just, you know, you, your job here is not, you know, to, to be the visitation pastor or any of that, but yet there were a couple last week that, you know, you're calling to check on, you know, just to see how they're doing because they're having some issues. Those practical things, calling, visiting, uh, I did a lot of that, uh, in especially in the first, you know, few months of being here, not changing things, but just going yeah. out and sitting in people's homes and listening. Yeah. Tell me about the church, you know, and, uh, and, and listening and having lunches and spending time with and, uh, uh, and affirming, you know, there's yeah. things, there, there are things that, that are not right or wrong uh, that people in this church, you know, prefer and that may be different from others, but we can, we can, you know, we can all like some different things and support that with each other. And I think those are like some practical, you know, maybe yeah. tangible ways to do that. Authenticity too, I think is important just to actually genuinely yeah. want to do that. And I think both, both you and I have that desire along with the other staff members. There, there's I don't a know genuine... anything about only. <laughs> Hey, I don't know about the other two yeah, since they're not in here. I don't, I don't here. know about those other pastors. I don't know about Dan and, and Sean. Sean. You know, we them, just don't know those guys. <laughs> no, but I think there is some authenticity there. People, people know yeah. when you really care, and yes. again, they don't care what you no. know nor what you say until they know how much you care. Exactly. Yeah. I was just doing a, a class today. I was doing this little little teaching lecture on leadership, and and uh, Kuz and Posner said in the, in the leadership challenge, they said that uh, you know if if they don't believe the messenger. They'll never believe the message. Correct. And so that's all about love and authenticity and really caring about the people. That's the way uh, you become a person who people want to follow. Yeah. uh, Because they buy into the leader before they buy in uh, to the leader's vision or message. Yep. Yep, love love the people. I think that's good. Anything and we've else? All, yeah, and we've all got to do that. That's yep. not just a task of us, but we've got to do that. And I hear that. I've heard that from people in our church, you know, that there is genuine care and concern for each other within the body of Christ. I mean, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the kind of, uh, I don't know, misconceptions about uh, different ages or different uh, different worship style people thinking one thing about the opposite of it. I didn't find any of those negative things to be actually the case. Yeah, people actually did love each other and yeah. care about each other. You know, what I love to watch is uh, Eddie May, one of our deacons, who literally and Jason Spradling, both are real good at this. Two deacons literally spend and invest their time in Bob McGee, who's how old is Bob now? So late seventies, early eighties, right, I think. Right. Literally invest totally different generational gap there, but we'll invest the time uh, and time effort, together. spend time yeah. with them. Yeah, that's a great example of yep. of uh, those in our church who who love every generation. Yeah, and I mean, like you take. Uh, I was just thinking about this yesterday. Mister Woody's doing the, uh, you know, still mowing the grass, keeping the yard up. Him and his grandson were out 84, here. Eighty four, eighty five. Yeah, yeah, up in his eighties, yeah. and he's him and his grandson spread mulch yesterday, and uh, they went out of their way to to even help me out with a little thing I had at the yeah. house, getting some stuff and taking it over there, and um, uh, just man, I, you know, you people like that. You know, you, they care about this church. And so, like, leadership ought to care about, like, we care about them. Yeah. I love spending time with him and, and just seeing how he's able to continually do that day in and day out. His oh. wife, you know, Miss Woody, she's been uh, sick, and she's uh, in a rehab uh, facility right now, but uh, talking to her on the phone, you know, and, yeah. and we've got this running thing going on about fruitcake. She loves fruitcake. I hate fruitcake. And she, anyway, continues to give me a hard time about that. But just, you know, it's not it's not been hard to love the people that we have here. They've yeah. made that very easy. I know there are some 
places where churches have made it real difficult, yes. you know, for the pastor and for the leaders to love them, but this church has not made yeah. it hard at all. Yeah, I, do, I, I completely agree with that. <laughs> you, you've been there, too. <laughs> I've been there, too. Yes, I know what it feels like. Hey, we got about five minutes left. Let's jump into the mm. second one, and we may have to pause it and continue in the second round, but uh, next one, so after loving the remaining members, if you want a, uh, a, a an imperative for church replanning or church revitalization or healthy church, it's that of exegeting the community. That's a big word. Explain what it means to exegete the community. Yeah, so, you know, to know your community, uh, it, to know the fabric, the demographic, the people, the values, the desires, uh, white collar, blue collar, um, you know, white, Asian, uh, black, um, uh, educational backgrounds, to know what your community looks like so that you can effectively reach that community. That's what it means to, to exegete the community. Uh, you know, and a lot of times churches get into uh, get into really dire situations when this is the number one uh, obvious indicator that there is a problem with a lo- with a given church is when all, the church is located in a community where all the people in the church do not live near the church. And everybody around the church looks different, thinks different, acts different, yeah. culturally is different from they commute the to church. the church. Yeah, they they you know they used to live. Uh, everybody used to live around the church, yeah. but as the community around the church changed, the people in the church moved out of the community, and those that still come commute in from outside the community. So you you either need to relocate, you know, yeah. to where your people are, or you need to change in order to reach the community yeah. around you. And yeah. so you've got to know that. I mean, we, we've got to understand our community. Uh, we, we get a good look at our community uh, on Upward uh, yeah. Basketball yep. uh, and, and in these sports and recreational events, or if you were to go over to Food Line and go shopping, or if you were to go uh, to the local gym across the street yep. over here, you, you get a feel for what our community is and looks like. And so we've got to be able to reach our community um, and in order to do that, first you got to know the community. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times, churches are—they're not even like—they're not even aware that the community around them is thinking and behaving and desiring and acting a certain way. They're not—they're not aware of who the people are around yeah. them. So you're yeah. not going to be able to reach the people until you know the people. Correct. That's Correct. basically what it means. You can add, I know, uh, to that. Well, We've I was going to say, minutes, I know yeah. we got a few minutes here. I was going to say, uh, what are some best practices you think of, uh, maybe even, I think our church is a good example too, best practices for us to go about knowing our community? Okay, uh, shop at the grocery store. Yeah, so you uh, said that, shop, get yeah, to shop, know. Get the shop even the ask, store. like I encouraged, one time I taught a uh, Bible study uh, back at, during the midst of COVID, and I said, why don't you go across the street and ask the person working in Food Line what they think about Lebanon. Yep. And a lot of times, you know, people will say, you know, they'll have different suggestions, but that's a good way to do it. Shop at the grocery store across the street. Yeah. What else? Shop at the grocery store. Uh, you know, frequent the, again, frequent the places around here. Uh, but also, you know, I would say uh, so. Frequent the businesses around yeah. here. But also, I would say, you know, um, for our community, we meet a need in the community. Like through upward, you get to know the community by being here for that. We're doing soccer uh, yeah. this coming fall. We have a food pantry. We're doing things to be able to help us connect with the people in our community. Correct. And so if you're listening to this podcast, being involved in those ministries where you get the opportunity to rub shoulders with, sit down with, coach, 
pray for, uh, or, or, you know, we've got some new things we're going to do next year already. We've talked about with Upward, but uh, anyway, being just rubbing shoulders with the community. I think Mark said it. I was going to try to see if I could read this little statement from the book where he, he talked about that. Um, uh, I probably won't find it because I didn't, I didn't, but he says, uh, he basically says, as you exegete your community, look for ways that you can meet unique spiritual and physical uh, needs uh, for yep. your neighbors. And so what, what did the, what does our community need? And we're doing some of that using our facility here to meet needs for yep. people in our community. And that, that allows us to get to know them better. I think too, knowing the, uh, we're involved in the elementary and middle yeah, school, high yeah, school yeah, is yeah, huge I too. That's, that's I think he even one. mentions that. He said, you want to know your community, go to the local high school that's, basketball game. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, be involved in the school system, which we are. And uh, as Pastor Matt said, I'd encourage you, if you're watching this, listen to this, uh, get involved in, in these things we do for our community. If you really care about seeing people saved, want to understand their needs, get involved in some of the things we do uh, throughout uh, our community. Yeah, the, and the schools is a big one. That's a big yeah. place to, to get involved. We've got these huge open doors here huge. Uh, You know, to go into the public schools and to have ministry there and, and FaceTime there and, and, and just be able to be involved. Uh, that That's a big way. And Again, that that's one way you can do it. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, if we're not careful, our churches become like little um, little isolation camps or whatever, if you will. Uh, I didn't say concentration, but just I, like isolation yeah. uh, camps there, where it's like uh, everybody lives outside the community, drives in, uh, comes to church, goes back to their homes. Well. You know we're doing. We're, we want to work hard not to be that. We yeah. want our church to be, um, you know, a central place in the community. Um, and I love the way that our people uh, here are so open with um, with our facility, with our campus, and we open up to 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 the community to be yeah. able to be a help to them. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, man, we could spend uh, so much longer on this, but we've reached our limit. So yep. uh, we'll come back in, in the next week or so and discuss more about uh, the, these imperatives for church revitalization. But for, day we, for today, we looked at uh, exegeting your community and also loving the remaining members, both important things. Yep. Let me encourage you again, join us for Mark Clifton, because again, he wrote this book and he's going to be talking more about all of these things. Join us for the Night of Worship on April 19th. We'll put the link in the description so you can sign up. Uh, you're not going to want to miss that as we said. And then also, uh, if you just uh, have some time and want to join us or want to serve for the Revitalized Conference the next day on April 20th, we'd love for you to do that. Just let us know. This has been a great discussion, um, and uh, we look forward to what Mark Clifton has to offer. As always, our podcast is sponsored by uh, Lebanon Baptist Church. If you're new to Lebanon or if you're not familiar with our church, we'd love for you to join us for worship. Uh, visit lbcnow.org. Uh, you can figure out our service times there, 930 and 11 a.m., and then also uh, find out more information about what we do and, and why we do it. Thank you, Pastor Matt, for joining us. Uh, you don't really have a choice again. Always got to be on here. So uh, we're glad uh, you've decided to do that. And uh, thank you for listening or watching. And uh, we hope that you have a great week. Thanks for joining us for Around the Table, a discussion all about the ministry and preaching of Lebanon Baptist Church. If you would like to learn more about Lebanon Baptist Church, visit lbcnow.org. Make sure to follow Lebanon Baptist Church on Facebook and Instagram, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.